And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. It's Saturday night and uh, everything's all right. Um, the boys are dancing here beside me. Uh, the Bee Gees. We've got the um, staying alive. Staying alive. The staying alive dance moves going on. We've got David Rissen, We've got Kieran Flynn, and we've got Brian Kelly. Um, Everybody is in, I suppose, a uh, um, um, merry mood after Mead um, defeating Carlo so convincingly today in the Leinster quarter final. But we'll get back to that in a few moments. And uh, this week's podcast, we will be giving you the all county football leagues from midweek this week, and we'll be running through the tables very quickly. We'll also be giving you the result from the Leinster Minor Hurling Championship, and we'll have more from the Leinster, or sorry, we'll have more from the uh, Minor County Board with the under-16s and the minor footballers. And then, obviously, we'll be coming to the Leinster quarter-final where um, Mead took on Carlo in Port Leash today at 5 o'clock. It wasn't at 7 o'clock and it wasn't in Tullamore. It was in Port Leash and it was at 5pm today. Just if there was anybody who listens to the podcast who went to Tullamore at 7 o'clock this evening, we do apologise. Isn't that right, Kieran? You were, you were pretty finalised down there, too. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to move on now and we're going to kick the podcast off with the All-County Football League results. So we're going to start off with the Division 4 games that took place. Um, and the first one I have up there is Clonnagale 2-14, Kilmainham Wood 1 goal and 5. We have Kilbride 2 goals and 11, Moyla 2 goals and 12, Slane 3 goals and 8, Drumcondra 11 points, Boards Mill 7 goals and 16 points, uh, Clannard two goals and six a huge win there for Boards Mill and then Corten 117 St Mary's five points so I'm going to go and check with the lads see if any of those uh, results stood out for them and I suppose the only man you could go for for Division 4 would be uh, Kieran Flynn Kieran uh, <laughs> what results stands out for you there in the Division 4 again Clannagale uh, uh, have been racking up serious scores in that league they're their scoring difference is one of the, probably the best in the county. And from seeing them play a championship as well, it looks like they're going to be real contenders for league and championship. And probably a team that was lacklustre maybe in the last few years is getting a few young players in and they're looking good now. Absolutely. And I was only going to leave it at one game, but we have to go back to uh, the man who would know most about Division 4 <laughs> on our podcast and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> David Rispin. Yeah. Um, uh, Town with a, a comprehensive victory over... St Mary's yeah it was uh, it was difficult now first half we um, you're keeping yourself in the hunt though with that win we are and, and I just literally found out yesterday that, that that it's mad that four teams actually go up this year because of the new structure division 4A and 4B from next year so 
four teams go up from Division 4 this year, but they don't really go up. They go up to 4A next year, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that gives us another out. It's extremely tight. So you have you have uh, Myla top and then Clannagale. They're two of the strongest teams. But then there's a cluster. I think there's four of us on 10 points now. Yeah, you've, ju- you've just uh, taken away my next uh, uh, subject, which was the, but, the table. But yeah, we'll, but, <laughs> but we'll go back to that. But um, the Mary's game was a tricky one because you're always expected, with all due respect to the Marys, like the, they're, they're bottom of the league and stuff, but you're always expected to kind of beat a side like that, but it can be tricky, you know yourself, when you when when you know you're good enough, no matter really what way you play, you're probably going to come out with a win. Yeah. And um, your performance level dips as to what it has been. So first half, we were really poor. I think we were 5-2 up at half time. Um, and, and to be fair, Marys had chances to, um, to be close or probably you know be ahead at half time but we got a bit of a telling off at half time and then second half we improved I think we scored 112 in the second half um, we're, we're much better on that and, and that's the kind of level we need to be performing at I think we have that boy Clannagale Rakarn <laughs> this, uh, oh every time, he's learning every time, he's learning I still make that mistake but um, we have them next Wednesday which is a huge game for both like if if Clannagale win that game they're they're probably up yeah. whereas if we win it we're right in contention right so back in contention it's, it's a really big game but um, yeah the, the form's been good and we were just happy to, to get the result over St Mary's another big win was Boards Mill I think they beat Clannard quite comprehensively um, and that keeps them in the hunt. So, looking at the table, you've got Moyla on 14, Clonagale on 12. Moyla um, with seven wins from eight, Clonagale with six wins from eight. And then you've got Kilbride, Slane, Kilmainham, uh, sorry, Kilmainham Wood, and Cortown all on 10 points. Slane do have a game in hand there, mm-hmm. so they can go up to 12 points as well. Um, but then on nine points, Boards Mill after that comprehensive win over Clannard. So yeah, th- th- there's it's, there's five or six teams fighting for two positions there. It's probably hard to see Boards Mill, you know, threatening the top four purely because there's so many teams above them, and a lot of the teams are playing teams below them. So nine points is probably just about out of the reach. They'll they'll need a lot of favorable favorable results as well as their own results going their way. Flavorable results. Flavorable. <laughs> Raspberry, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really tight division, and it's going to be um, a thrilling finale to it for sure. It is indeed, and I can't wait for uh, the final day of the All County Football League Division Four when we're going to be at every ground in the county. Uh, coming to you live with results and updates from every ground, which is a lie. Uh, we're going to move on now to the All-County Football League Division 3. And um, the first result I have up there is Waterstown 114, Ballon Lock 27, a, a three-point win, sorry, a four-point win there for Waterstown. Longwood 113, uh, Drumbarra 19 points, a three-point victory for Drumbarra. Uh, Blackhall Gales 311, St. Vincent 6 points, a huge win there for Blackhall Gales against uh, a team that did so well last year in St Vincent's. Castleton won 20, Kilmainham won 4, Castleton still with a 100% record, uh, absolutely brilliant. St Ultons 3 goals and 15, uh, Dunsany 2 goals and 8, so um, the amalgamation there in Bohemian is going to look really strong uh, next year when that when when that all comes to to comes to pass, uh, well, you did play together last week. See, well, did <laughs> yeah, which is we're playing in Mayo, um, and then oh, sorry, Galway, yeah, um, minority twenty points, Beliver three goals and eleven a draw, and uh, I suppose we will go to Brian Kelly first. Brian, what uh, result stands out for you most in there in Division Three? 
me time to look at them. <laughs> uh, I think I'll have to go with St. Ultons giving Dunsany a bit of a hiding. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Uh, like, St. Ultons are going well, but that's an awful result for Dunsany. What is going wrong in Dunsany at all, Brian? I don't know. Who can they amalgamate with? <laughs> like, well, or did he just give up on the big ball and go straight to Harlan? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, all if, right. I don't know. They used to be promising goalie, but like... Don't know what he's doing now. I think the, I think the drink found him. <laughs> <laughs> or did I find the drink? <laughs> there used to be an old saying about uh, lads out in Dunsany playing champagne football. It's more like Buckfast football these days, so it is though. <laughs> but uh, I suppose we'll have to go to Kieran. Well, Flynn. the only thing is if they could bottle his ability, mm. it would they'd be could, going well. They, they could sell it. Um, Kieran Flynn, um, would you like to? Would you like the right to reply after that? That vitriolic attack on they, my club. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's scandalous behaviour from a county board official, but sure that'll be dealt with <laughs> in a future date, you know, <laughs> by the CC, 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 And I, I can't, can't comment any further. What, they're going they're, they're to move one of the fixtures? No, I'm just going to say... Surely not. Just don't be surprised if Brian Kelly wakes up in the boot of a round on McGann. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not a referee in my club. <laughs> David Rispin, um... Looking at Division Three, I suppose the one that stands out for me was probably Waterstown getting such uh, getting over Ballinock uh, with such ease, four points to spare. Yeah, Waterstown have picked it up now. Yeah. In fairness to them, and Ballinock haven't really kicked on after that uh, thrilling comeback from against Ramara in round one of the championship. So possibly not too much of a shock. One one result and it seemed like a thrilling game was the Minolte and Bliver game, mm-hmm. which finished in a draw. And um, I think Paul Lynch landed a free deep into injury time to, to secure the draw but I believe there was chaos towards the end of it I think three red cards and all out brawl towards the end um, so you know there's clearly uh, no love lost between them two they contested the division four final last year and um, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be too many um, Local yeah, yeah the, the, well, it's developed. Yeah, no, that. It's, a, it's a bit like Carton and Conrad at this stage. Yeah. There's about twenty miles between them, but uh, it's 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 fierce. But like you know, in the right way, in, in the sense that they contribute to a fantastic game of football as well. And they're two teams that will probably have ambitions of meeting later on in the junior championship. And if they do, um, you know what a game, what a game it could be. Yeah, there'll be fire and thunder in that game if they do meet in the championship. Just looking down at the table, Castletown. Promoted at this stage uh, with 18 points, 9 wins from 9, uh, keeping, as we said already, their 100% record. Absolutely fantastic when you consider where Castletown were this time last year. <coughs> Ballock are in second place, 5 points behind the leaders on 13 points. Drumbarra are on 12 points in third place. And then you have St. Dalton's on 11 and St. Vincent's on 10 points. Looking down towards the bottom of the table, you have Kilmainham, Longwood, and Dunsany all um, in a terrible position with only four points. And then you've Blackhall Gales just above them. That was a huge win for Blackhall Gales um, uh, to put them on six points. But looking at that, lads, um, Castletown guaranteed nearly promotion at this stage to um, Division 2 of the league, of the All-County Football League. Um, Ballock and Drumbarra and St. Dalton's uh, all look like the front runners there for 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 promotion as well. It's going to be interesting to see what maybe the the, the what fixtures that they all have left. Yeah, it, it is. It's going to be real. I think most of the leagues, to be fair, are tight, and you know the the conclusion of them is going to be uh, intriguing. 
in the sense that you know Castletown have kind of run away with the division and then they've left the other teams fighting for second place but also third place is probably up for grabs too but realistically it's probably looking like screen are going to finish third from bottom in division one so whoever finishes you know in that third position yeah it's going to probably be up against in division two or yeah to play division one and the same in division three whoever Mm -hmm. finishes third is going to play division second second third third (laughs) last in division two (laughs) numbers are getting the better of me but um I don't think it's the numbers (laughs) (laughs) I think I think you've confused yourself, not only us. Yeah. But so, so sorry, in, in go on. Just yeah. to, just to, going just to down. clear. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> you've got this. Third got in division this. three is gonna play a third from bottom in division two. Okay. In in that relegation promotion playoffs. So yeah. that's yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That for them teams and that mix, they're probably their priority is tr- to try and finish in second. Yeah. To get automatic promotion as opposed to finish in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you said it now, that's good. You got it. Um, look down at some of the um some of the fixtures coming up. Um Ballock and St. Dalton's, that's a huge one there. And maybe uh Dunsany and Castletown as well. Um, I'd say that'd be an easy two points for Castletown. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but it doesn't look good for everybody's <laughs> Or we'll move on anyway to division. I'd love it if we beat them. I'd love it if we beat them. I'd love it if we beat them. But um, having got the explanation from David Rispin I'm there, still unsure how it really works. Third place <laughs> and a few other third places. I don't know. Rispin's audition for a spot in the CCC is going really well. <laughs> uh, we'll move on now to uh, Division 2 and the results from during the week there. And... Um, the first results that we have up is Radkenny, 15 points, Karen Ross, 1 goal and 10. Dundery, 2-12, Bechtiv, 1-15, a draw in that game there in the local uh, derby. Mead Hill, 1-16, Curraha, 2-14, St. Pat's, 3-14, Centralstown, 2-13. Loss there for Centralstown, the top of the table team um, didn't need that result but still stay at the top of the table which we'll get to in a couple of minutes Ballinabracky 2-11 Trim 1-8 that'd be a wouldn't be a local derby but there would it's the reverse of the championship fixture remember the first round yeah. of the championship Knobber um, 11 points Dalik 2-17 St Michael's 12 St Colum Kills 13 points and one point victory there for St Colum Kills so I suppose Kieran Flynn um, what result would stand out for you there from Division 2 it's probably the one that I just alluded to there was the Banlebracky trim game. Reverse of the first round of the championship. Two of the front runners in the intermediate championship. So it's all, all like that game was in Banlebracky and we've always talked about the difficulty getting there, but also the difficulty playing there because Banlebracky are a very good team. So I think that's an interesting fixture. Trim obviously missing a lot of lads with intercounty duty. But Banlebracky still I believe Danny Quinn is supposed to put on a master class at that game the other day. He was kicking points for fun and it bodes well maybe for him to break into the 26 for the seniors and definitely for the mid juniors as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that team will do well. That's going up in the next few weeks, two weeks away, I think now. Good stuff, good stuff. David Rissman, did any of them results stand out for you in the Division 2? I suppose it probably shouldn't stand out, but Rakeni beating Karen Ross, is, it's mad that that's standing yeah, out because yeah, the senior team is beating yeah. the junior, the junior team. team but, um, yeah. Karen Ross were right in contention prior to that. Now, they're still they're still obviously up there at the top of the league, and but a result in that game would have done them the world of good. Um Right, Kenny, we obviously know they're missing a couple of lads due to county commitments, but um, still a, still an impressive win because Karen Ross would have really been going hell for leather for that game. Absolutely. So, um, big win for Kenny there, yeah. Brian Kelly, um, what about yourself? Did you see any results? I suppose the Centralstown one for yourself. 
would probably be a stick out results when a stick out result <laughs> when, you, really? when you think that you are at the top of the table and a mid table team really in that division beaches. Yeah, um, it is a point in result, but we're missing seven or eight at a start and fifteen, which when you're missing that many, it's a difficult. Pat's a hard, very difficult place to go to. We'd know John Smith, Joe Sheridan, Andy Collins. Like there's three of the six foot plus fellas you have that you need in a tough physical game like against Pats. John Smith gone travelling for five weeks. He's gone travelling all right now. So look at. It's only for five weeks. It's only for five weeks. He'll only miss about ten league games. I <laughs> 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 uh, know. Look, he'll come back to lots of football though in, in July in fairness, won't he? Ah, he will, yeah, because yeah. like, unlike Carton, we will have a league final, hopefully, to play in. He's wanted much to play for in the championship, but... <laughs> uh, three games minimum, so plus the relegation playoff, that's yeah. four. <laughs> can look forward to that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, tight at the top of that uh, division. Um, Centralstown, 15 points. Ballinabracky, 15 points. Carna Ross, 13 points. And Column Kills... 12 points, Dundery 12 points, St. Pat's 12 points and Rackenny 12 points. So really you've got six teams playing uh, for, for the top three positions in that division. And when you look down to the bottom, you've got St. Michael's and Mead Hill and uh, on four points and Bective on seven points. They're putting a little bit of daylight between themselves and Mead Hill. And there's a point between them and Nobber and Trim. So Bective, uh, you know... A couple of weeks ago, you probably would have been looking at them maybe getting relegated, David. But you know they're after putting in a couple of performers that might see them uh, uh, stay in that division. Yeah, and I think it's important for Bective. I think uh, was it last year they they got promoted from Division Three. So yeah. you know it's important when you do get promoted. It's not it's not really worthwhile when you come straight back down. You know you have to try and make an impression in it. And in fairness, as you said, they've given themselves a fighting chance. Mead Hill and Michaels, although they were close to picking up points last weekend or during the week, um, they they just didn't get over the line. I think Michaels were bet by a solitary point against St. Colm Gills. So um, they've been unlucky, unlucky in a lot of games because they haven't actually got hammered in in most of the games, but they've you know they've been narrowly beaten. Um, yeah, I suppose St. Michaels they never you know ship a a big uh, beating and whatever, but. Um, in the next few fixtures that are coming up, that's when it's all going to be determined who's going to make the cut at the top of the table. And I suppose, Brian Kelly, looking at those fixtures, there's a few that stand out for you. There is, like St. Michael's are away to Coraha in the next round, and like if they don't get a win there, they're in serious trouble. Like they're, It's a real six-pointer in soccer terms. Excuse me, what sport? No, it'll be a four-pointer in Gaelic terms. Yeah, but one really interesting football. game there is Carneros and Dunderry. Carneros slipped up against Rakeney during the week, and the Delidus went up as a real chance to bounce back. If, if they can get a win there, it puts serious pressure on Ballinabracky mm-hmm. and Sainstone. No, in fairness, Brian, yeah, I, I agree with you, and it is the next couple of games. There are some four-pointers coming ahead um, between top and the bottom of that table and it's going to be very interesting uh, watching the results over the next few weeks and uh, we're going to move on now to the A-League uh, Division 1 and uh, the results from during the week and uh, there's one that sticks out for me and that was from last night but I'll come back to that in a few minutes um, St Peter's Dunboyne 4 goals and 13 Wolf Tones 3-12 
Um, done Shockland one goal in 12 Rathout one thirteen, a one point victory there for Rathout in the local derby uh, two goals and seven for my Nalvi two goals and ten for Nafina a three point win for Nafina in their local derby um, Oldcastle one twelve, Dunamore Ashburn two fourteen, uh, a five point win there for Dunamore Ashburn Screen two goals and eighteen Sidden three goals in 11. I followed this one on Twitter, lads. Absolutely cracking game. A huge game as well uh, at the bottom of that Division 1 and a uh, screen coming away with the victory in the end. Navin O'Matney's two goals in 14. Gail Column kills two goals in 15. A one-point win there for Gail Column kill, dragging themselves back into contention for a semi-final spot at, at least at this stage in Division 1. And then Summerhill, one goal and 15. Simonstown, two goals and 10. A two-point victory there for Summerhill. The two top teams in that division beaten um, uh, uh, this week in, in, in the league. And I suppose it just shows you how tight things are in that league, Brian Kelly. It does, yeah. That game last night, Summerhill and Simonstown, it sounded like a real cracker. By all accounts, it was a really physical game of football. Yeah, it wasn't a cracker. It was absolutely a terrible game of football. <laughs> I won't lie to you. It was absolutely horrendous. The uh, Both teams were trying to tr- throw the game away. And uh, like uh, in the first half, literally it was end-to-end stuff. But the ball would be taken off one team up one end and it would be taken off the other team up the other end. They just gave the ball away. There was a, it was. I think both teams knew the... Uh, how, how big of a game it was in the league and they were probably playing w- with a little pre- bit of pressure on their shoulders because the amount of mistakes in the first half was horrendous. But I'll let you continue. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mickey. <laughs> so it was a cracking game, right? But uh, I believe at least Simonson had a big game player to bring off the bench near the end. Looking through that, Kieran Flynn, um, again, like I suppose, like looking at the Simonson-Summerhill game would stand out. The kells Navin matinees game probably would stand out. And it would stand out for you because you have great ties with this Kells team. Uh, I believe your father. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows it, don't even say it. Oh, like. I believe your father taught most of that team. He taught all the good footballers on the team. He yeah. taught all the good footballers. But a massive win for Gail Cotton Killing. And the, the score probably flatters O'Matney's because they were losing by eight or nine points at one stage. And in the last few minutes they got a couple of goals and they got a couple of points to get within a point of get Kells but Kells were really really uh, on top for most of this game like we've we've remarked so many times about Kells's like ferocious approach to Gaelic football and they bring it every time they bring a, a never never lose attitude they always try they win an awful lot of games in the league and they're the perennial team of the league to, to fear and it just shows a game column kid like they might they're after, they won another 16 final there recently as well and I think there was a county board official remark that some of the senior lads might be finished for that, but I think he's probably rudely mistaken because I think them senior lads are only getting started. Like maybe that county board official like to comment on that, but well, we, we might discuss that with him off air. Um, we, we'll go to David Rispin. David Rispin, looking at Division One, um, it's absolutely cracking at the moment when you see like those two results. Uh, uh, the fact that Kells beat Navan O'Matney's and Summerhill beat Simonson. It looked like a foregone conclusion that Simonson and Matneys were going to be the top two and then who was going to take third place for a semi-final spot. But now that result drags maybe three or four extra teams into it. And looking at the table itself, you've got Simon, or, um, uh, Summerhill now uh, and O'Matneys on 16 points, Simonson on 15. You've got Gail Columkill and Rathout on 14 and Nafina on 12 uh, with Dunamore Ashburn. So there's... I suppose two teams on 16 but the next 
five teams are fighting out for that third place now at this stage. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a real good finish to the league, and I suppose it's the same in all four divisions. Really, it, they're they're open at you know every end. Um, in terms of the bottom of the division, actually, and it's something that we kind of speculated about last week was that we thought or we might have assumed that Oldcastle would lose against Dunham Ashburn. Yeah, and screen, screen might pick up the win against, against Sidden, and that's come to fruition. fruition. Um, so that puts the two of them on five points, and I think they play each other next. That's the yeah, which is the game. You know, that's whoever wins that. You know, is probably gonna at well, least bad. at least play in the relegation playoff. Whereas the losers will probably end up going down with Manalvi and uh, and sitting. Do you know, or ending up in in the third last plot, spot third, as well. Yeah. Um, so How does that work again? Yet? How does it work? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I won't uh, go into that again. <laughs> but, uh, team three and team two and one yeah, and, and fourth Sunday, I believe the year they, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it goes alphabetical order and everything. Yeah, in reverse. But, yeah, but Sidden, Sidden and Manalvi are toast at the bottom of the division. That's pretty much been known for the last couple of weeks. So it's it's just a case of who will finish in that third bottom slot. Yeah, Screen and Oldcastle both on five points. Uh, as he said already Sidden and Minalvi are both on a point each then you've got Sidden and Oldcastle on five points Wolf Tones and Dunshockland then on eight points so there's a bit of a gap between those two teams so you would be looking at Minalvi and Sidden and the loser maybe of Screen and Oldcastle yeah. would be the team to go down oh, funnily enough Sidden and Screen wasn't a foregone conclusion no. uh, Screen won it by three points in the end but uh, that was a game that was in the balance right up until the end. Yeah, I think Paddy O'Rourke was probably the difference in yeah. fairness. And uh, he, he has been excellent for screen this year. It's probably a little bit of senior class. But you have to hand it to Sidden as well. You know, they've been really, really struggling. They've been taking some heavy beatings in that division. But, you know, full credit to them. They realised the importance of this game and they gave it absolutely everything. And you can't fault them for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And Sidden, Sidden play Simonstone next. Mm. And, like, the one thing that you're guaranteed with Sidden is that they're, they're not going to just throw in the towel no. at this stage. And they could they could put it up to Simonstone, um, you know, uh, uh, for large portions of that game, large portions of that game. And then maybe, you know, with 15 minutes to go, Simonstone might bring in an experienced footballer just to see how the game. Well, I'd like to hope they wouldn't because <laughs> when they brought him in the other night, it didn't really do too much for them. It made but, a bit of a difference. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, no, hopefully they wouldn't need to bring in the cavalry to uh, to see off Sydney. I'm sure that's what they'll be thinking. And probably unfortunate for Sydney in the sense that Simonstown do need to pick up points still. So that's probably not going to go to their advantage. So Simonstown yeah. are going to you know approach it with all guns blazing, which is not great news for them. But look at the, as you said, they'll give it a lash. They're a proud club, and um, they're, they're just happy to be in, be in Division One. You know, it's great. Happy to be there, you know. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, but looking down at it, just one interesting fact as well is that Nafina have only got nine games played. Their game in hand is against Screen. Um, and that's on when did you say, Brian Kelly? That game tomorrow, is yeah. on tomorrow at 12 o'clock in Screen. Yeah, and, and, and the funny thing is, is that Screen could do with the win, but Nafina, if they win it, go on to 14 points as well, mm. making it a, a, a three way tie for that uh, third position at the top of division 1 so it's uh, there's a lot and Navina have to still have to play Navan O'Matney's I know that Simonstown have to play Rathout and they have to play um uh, Wolf Tones so they're they're big games so there's still a lot of big and Rathout have to play Summerhill 
who are fighting rhetorically. Like, there's so many big games to be played yet. Like, the funny thing is, as we said already, two weeks ago, it was nearly a foregone conclusion that Simonson and the Matneys were going to be picking up first and second and who was going to be joining them in third place for the semi-final. Was it going to be... Uh, and now... We don't know who who's even gonna. There was like seventy five games played in that ten day period. So that's well, that, that's that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll have that out with the CCC. Look, CCC. lads, it's it's absolutely brilliant that uh, the leagues are where they are at the moment, and and that that we can't really speculate as to who's going to win any league. Bar Castleton, mm. uh, at this stage, I think they're going to win the All Ireland Club. Uh, because they're just flying. Um, the Invincibles. They're absolutely incredible. And uh, I, I just, again, I just, they're the only team in Mead that have a 100% record and uh, credit to them for what they're doing out there. We're going to move on now anyway. That's the All County Football League looked after. We're going to go to the minor board now um, just to give uh, Brian Kelly a little bit of a heads up before we go there. Um, <laughs> there are fixtures coming up in the minor county board, but there was one fixture um, from uh, earlier today it was the Leinster uh, minor hurling championship knockout round two and Mead took on Kildare in Newbridge and Mead came away with a uh, quite a hefty loss in this game but it sees them now enter the Paderlehan Cup and uh, uh, the Paderlehan Cup the, uh, the, the Cup is named after Paderlehan who is a, a boards mill man um, which is nice to see uh, as well disappointing for me to be knocked out of the championship in such horrific uh, circumstances but uh, look they've done quite well this year they're still in knockout competition but it is knockout from here on in yeah they did a great win last week beating Antrim in Clane today it just didn't work out for them in Newbridge they let in a couple of early goals and Kildare are cracking minor team and once Kildare got ahead, they weren't going to be pulled back. So they'll regroup now. They'll enter the Paddle Hand Cup. There'll be a draw for that in the next week or so. And whoever they get, hopefully they get a home match because they've been unfortunate four games this year and not one of them at home. Yeah. Which is, like, you like to have a home match and try and get a few people out to support them. Um, not only that, on the uh, minor county board, we have uh, the under-16 leagues finals were played as well and I think that the well the Mead Miners are out next week as well so you can yeah, talk through the, the footballers are playing West Mead next Saturday in Cusick Park I think it's at 2 o'clock um, West Mead will be a tough test but you'd be hoping Mead after getting two confidence boosting victories over Offaly and Wexford will be up to the task and maybe book their progression to the Leinster semi-final mm-hmm. like there's, as we said before there's a lot of promising footballers there and the more football they get as a minor team the more to bring them on as they progress towards adult football in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we will look forward to the minors playing next week and uh, hopefully uh, it would be great to see them following the last couple of minor teams that we've had in uh, uh, Mead getting to Leinster finals and uh, and beating the likes of the Dubs and whatever. We'd love to see them getting a crack at them again. We're going to move on now. Anyway, that's all the Leinster, or sorry, all, that's all the minor county board um Stuff finished. So we're going to move on now to the main event. It was, as we said earlier on, 5pm today. It was Port Leash, and it was Mead taking on Carlo in the Leinster quarter-final. And uh, Mead came away with a very comprehensive victory here. Could have been even more comprehensive, in fairness. Mead, two goals and 18 points. Carlo, nine points. And David Rispin, um, I suppose, w- w- this was a... a v- a massive potential banana skin. 
um, having struggled over awfully. I am one of the only ones out there who's an advocate for what happened. I, I think, you know, everybody says we should have hammered awfully and it was a terrible uh, uh, um, performance, etc., etc. But it was first round of the championship. It was all about getting the win. They got the win in, circ- in, in circumstances where they should, probably shouldn't have got a win. They found a way to beat awfully and they beat them. And they go out today, they play relatively well, they're n- still not at their best, no. and they gave Carlo a tight trim. And now, Carlo had, I suppose, their troubles going into the game. Uh, Brendan Murphy, their talisman in midfield, wasn't available. Their management were nowhere to be seen. Well, <laughs> unless unless you were in the unless you were in the media area. Well, not it, not just that, anywhere in the standards <laughs> And uh, then after half time, they've a man sent off and they've got a black card. So it all played into the into Mead hands going into this game. Yeah, and it, it probably just to add on to what uh, the list of things you're saying. Paul Broderick went off early on. As yes, well. he's yeah. their he's their star forward and stuff. But yeah, I agree with you. I think um, first of all, the performance was much improved. You know, to the Offaly game, and I think that's something that we can't you know hide was the Offaly performance. It was it was great to get the win and stuff, but it wasn't a good performance, and that was acknowledged across the board. But as you said, perhaps that was to kick up the arse that you know the lads might have needed, and everyone. Everyone needed, um, even even the supporters that that were kind of at that meet game. You know, the first day it was flat. There wasn't really any intensity in the stands or the terraces. And today there was a little bit more bite. People probably were going into the game a bit more. Um, you funny, know. funny you mentioned that because uh, Fergal Lynch of the uh, Talk a Good Game podcast he he referenced that as well. That after the hurling game, uh, the Mead London hurling game, that was the. Um, the, the curtain raiser to Mead and Offaly in Park Tolchin. He said that the the mood was after Mead hammered London in the hurling, the, the mood going into that senior football match was just kind of a bit dead. It was kind of like, you know, that was a formality, the game against London. This has to be a formality against Offaly. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, everybody spoke about, you know, there was this kind of expectancy around the crowd in the stand and in the in, in, in the terraces in, in Park Tolchin where we're just here to watch Mead hammer awfully. And it's funny because I think that the players, the players that we have on this Mead team actually feed off the, mm. of, of, of the um, supporters. And we need our supporters to be behind them and, and, and jeering them on mm. and, you know, getting behind them because they seem to love that. They do, yeah, and it was interesting that today they probably went into the game and supporters probably went into the game thinking that you know today would be a lot tighter possibly than maybe first would have been the case or maybe that they expected against Offaly. But um, in the end, we ran out comprehensive winners. and With a goal disallowed, missed penalty, a few missed yeah, frees. And, and as well as that, like... You know, we were, I think we were 4 nil up or 4 1 yeah, up. Yeah, 4 and, and, then, and then it was you know, 4, four, four nil up and then it was 4 all. Exactly. Yeah. And and then from there on, we, we never really looked back. We kind of kicked on, got the two goals before half time, and, and that was really it. The game was over, you know, as a contest. But um, it was just pleasing to get the performance. That's, you know, the win is obviously, as you said before, is, is the most important aspect. But you like to have a decent level of performance as well because you don't like kind of stumbling into you know tougher contests and that's realistically what would have happened because we're not going to play teams you know of the caliber of you know your offlies and carlos with all due respect to them you're going to you know meet better teams no matter who we play in two weeks time they're going to be a better side and then obviously in turn 
more than likely Dublin if we if we do get through that assignment. So it's important to just get a decent performance under the belt and the lads will take confidence from it now and they can kick on and I'm sure we're going to see a similar performance hopefully in two weeks time as well. Delighted to be joined by mean manager Andy McAtee. Andy, um, great result and, and much improved performance from the off game. Yeah, there's no doubt it was a much improved performance. Uh, attitude was better from the word, uh, from the word go and uh, whereas we didn't dominate uh, the full game, you know, there was a period there in the first half where... where uh, McCallow really came at us and went from 4-0 to 4-all. Uh, apart from that, I thought we were pretty decent, you know. The, the response to that Harlow um, purple patch must be pleasing for you to see yes. your team, you know, respond in such such impressive style um, and kick on then after that towards halftime, getting the couple of goals. Yeah, I mean, that, that period just before halftime probably, that, you know, determined the game realistically. 2-3 in the... In that, in that short period of time, uh, it was always going to be difficult for uh, it was always going to be difficult for Carlo to come back, mm. and uh, then they got the send, they had to send it off. So you know, it probably played into our hands a little bit. Uh, Donald Kilgan's influence, I suppose, or contribution to the two goals as well. He was a key um, key character in them two goals. You must be delighted with that, and also linking up with Porrick Harnan as well, who came into the team for his first start of the year. Yeah, look, it's great to have Porrick back. He's played a lot of football, you know. He's an experienced campaigner at this stage, despite the fact that he's only 24. Uh, and good for him, you know. He's he's had a long road back from a broken leg, yeah. so uh, it's 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 good and it's uh, it's healthy. Yeah, and know? what about Adam Flanagan, Andy? You know, coming in today having a really good um, impression on the game as well. Yeah, he had a huge second half. I thought uh, his feeling was excellent. He got on a lot of ball. And uh, good for Adam, and he, and he deserves that because it, it was tough for him. Uh, you know, he missed out on the league. Mm. He got injured before the start of the league, and then and Shane took over there. So now, uh, you know, the pressure is on anybody who missed out today. The pressure is on. And I suppose just on Shane and and indeed James. I know James is togged out. Probably wasn't risk today. Yeah. Is there any update on the two guys? Are they are they in line to make a return? No, possibly I in think, two weeks. I, I think I think James should be should be in contention for the next day. Shane remains to be seen. Really, yeah. you know, we'll see how that goes. And just finally, the substitutions again. You know, huge impact. Uh, James Conlon coming on, kicking three points. Graham Riley coming on, kicking a couple of scores and winning a penalty. It must be great to see you know the substitutes having that sort of impact on the game. Oh, look, that's really positive. That's and that's what we're looking for. So I mean, you know, it, 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 it's all healthy. The more fellas we have fighting for a real pace on the team, uh, the better it is for everybody. And just finally, then on on the semi final, any preference as to who you play? Don't care, don't <laughs> care. Uh, and you know, we're in Croke Park, which is where we want to be. Yeah. And uh, let's 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 see who we got. Andy, well done. Congratulations. Right. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Come on. Thanks, Andy. Uh, Brian Kelly, um, looking down at the team that was named during the week. There was three uh, changes to that. James McEntee injured, so Pora Carnan came in. Um, well, Adam Flanagan was was starting, but he he's a change from Shane McEntee. Went in at midfield, and Sean Tobin went in at corner forward for Barry Dardis. And um, I suppose you know the team that was given out during the week. There were the changes that were made. Um, it, they all had an impact, um, and I suppose a special word. For Adam Flanagan, who, you know, would have been our midfielder at this very start of the league campaign had he not been injured. He, he got injured in the in the warm-up, was it, for the first game? And Shane McIntyre went in, or was it just a couple of days beforehand? But he had been named for the first league game this year at midfield, and then Shane McIntyre ended up playing in midfield that day. So just a, a, a word for the, for the three lads that started. 
Yeah, um, Adam came on at half time the last day, and probably yeah. it's hard when you come in at that time to get up to the pitch of the game. But today he he was in from the start, and he was flying. He he probably had one of his best ever games for me today. He any anything that came his way in the air, he won it. He linked the play very well around the middle third, and just in general, he was really, really effective today. And you'd love to think it's a performance that he'll kick on from, because Shane McIntyre will hopefully be back for the next day. So if you had him, Brian Menton, and Flanagan all fully fit and in contention, like the competition there between the three of them would drive each other on to hopefully even better performances again. Park Harnan coming in for James McIntyre. Park Harnan came in. There was rumours during the week that Harnan might start. Um, those rumours proved to be true today when the team was released 40 minutes before the throw-in and he really had a huge impact. His strength today, like James McIntyre is a big loss but Harnan is a big strong fella, very good carrying the ball and had a huge impact and capped it off near the end of the first half with a flicked goal which he just took really well. And then I suppose Sean Tobin, the Simonson man, um, getting his second uh, or his first start of the year um, uh, in in place of uh, Barry Darv. See the good first half maybe quieting down a little bit in the second half. Yeah, well I suppose when the game was in the melting pot that's when you want fellas to really step up and Sean did. He drifted out from the corner forward spot a lot and he got in the ball well and he linked it and for long spells Mead were only playing at one man inside because Carlo were dropping everybody back so it was kind of come out and get the ball and try and break the gap, break the line so that just meant like more. You weren't getting the ball in, so instead of st- staying in your forward position, he came looking for the ball. He showed a real hunger. Mm-hmm. And when the game was won in sec- at half time in the second half, maybe he drifted out of it a little bit. But really, when do you want a fella to show up? You want him to show up when the game is in the melting pot, and that's yeah. what Sean Tobin did today. Delighted to be joined by Mead wing half back Gavin McCoy after a comprehensive win in, in Portlaoise. Gavin, um, brilliant result and I suppose much improved performance from Offaly. Yes, uh, good result now. We had to improve from the last day and you know yourself, like Offaly wasn't good enough so each step you have to basically up your game so we had to up our game and fortunately we did and we knew uh, they'd come out uh, defensively and trying to break that down was tough at the start as you can see they literally just threw 15 men behind the ball and it was hard to break them down and for a packed defence if you even get a goal you needed a goal or just keep working at it and unfortunately we got two goals where they had to come out of their shell then and they had to push up a little bit and they pushed their kickouts. we started going long and we had very good success from the breaks and obviously Adam Flanagan jumped I suppose Adam Flanagan was was a good plus to have back in the team at for the likes of yourself they're winning breaking ball and kind of running onto the play possibly a little bit more than maybe the short kick out against Offaly probably worked today yeah it did so usually it's just we we have a game plan but sure look if we don't have to do that game plan we can just you know go on to those balls and if you're higher up the pitch you can get more results so you don't want to be in your 20 yard line if you want if you're up in your 50 60 yard line where you can attack a pace then we can see that we did we got good joy out of it now and then obviously there in the second half the red card was a big moment in the game uh, when kind of killed the game a little bit you could see we hit three scores kind of the performance went down again and we upped it we did get a good few scores but the next day in the semi-final we need to keep that yeah that pace up and for yourself personally I mean it's your first championship campaign really with me then two starts under your belt now two really good performances you must be delighted with the way it's going I'm delighted myself yeah 
but you, you, need, you know yourself as well there's competition there the whole time if you, you have to play well there's boys there chomping at the bit to get on if you don't you need to keep performing and performing and you need to try and keep your place and you know that's the good thing about it and if you don't if, the, if somebody else comes in I know they're going to put a yeah. performance there see Ronan Ryan came on got a nice little goal but unfortunately got disallowed and you have him Ramon Lynch all the lads always chopping at the bit it's good keeps my performance up and I know if I wasn't there if I was in the other way around I'd mm. be chopping at the bit as well to get on it's, so. it's absolutely brilliant and there seems to be a real strong team ethic and work ethic within the group and I suppose that's reflected in the performances that you are push, pushing each other rather you know and, and you know yourself only Lynch got on the last day did well didn't even come on tonight you know and I suppose that's that's referencing what you already said yeah and sure he's playing unbelievably well in training everybody is and it's yeah. just flexing a different game might suit him it could mm. be different style of play different style yeah. like you could see the other day in Offaly that he had to be more defensive today he was more attacking because mm. they got the man sent off Yeah. so I say he'll be playing again to be honest everyone will be playing again and hopefully we can get on to Leinster we'll take it one game this time I'm looking forward to Leash or Westmead isn't it? Absolutely uh, Leash or Westmead tomorrow yeah so we'll see after that just a final thing there's the music has gone off now but there was a mad playlist going on in here with ABBA and everything playing is there anyone directly responsible for that or does everybody chip in who do you think who do you think <laughs> it could be anyone Killian O'Sullivan probably is so he's a man with the playlist and you know him loves the different mix so he had Game of Thrones and everything out of there so I don't know what's wrong brilliant <laughs> Gavin well done and congratulations on the win thanks very much yeah. Um, looking uh, down at my man here, Kieran Flynn. Kieran Flynn, uh, you have some stats from the game as you always do, and uh, I suppose what stats stand out for you the most uh, from the game today? Just the usual. We actually had a very high scoring uh, game. Obviously, scoring two eighteen. We actually Mead had a total of thirty one shots, scoring twenty, which is sixty four percent. From those shots, twenty three for, for from play, scoring fifteen, which is sixty five percent. Then we had eight from set play and scoring five, which is sixty-two percent. Then Carlo, on the other hand, they had nearly they had just about half the shots, which is sixteen shots, scoring nine, which is fifty-six percent. From play, they had eleven, scoring five, which is forty-five, which is quite poor. But then from freeze, they had five, scoring four. So it's interesting. Then we we actually did very 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 good scoring. What was, what was our score on average overall? Did you say sixty-four percent? Sixty-four. I was up at seventy-one, seventy-two at some stages in the game with just a few. Array shots kind of brought it down, but 65. We've won nearly most of our games when our scoring percentage is above 63 or 4. We've nearly won every single game, so yeah. And if and and, and if you get it up above 75, 80, above 75, maybe 80 percent, then you're into top of the country type of stats. Um, uh, and then look, uh, I looked at I did look at the uh, the the graphs earlier on myself. One pleasing thing was that. There wasn't a long period where Mead went without scores. That was been a little bit of a trend that we noticed, but there wasn't a big period where Mead no, went without was scores. The first there. half, when we mentioned already, when we went four 0 up, then we conceded four points in yeah. a kind of a nine minute period to bring it four all, and then after that, then we scored pretty much every minute or two the whole game. So we had a slight maybe nine ten minute slot, which was slightly poor, where they scored four. But after that, we kept them quite miserly. We were miserly at the back. And then we scored a point with regulation the whole way through. and It was actually very impressive. The backs, 
Like we're going to go through the ratings and all the players. Like most of the players will score high this week, which is a great comparison to the Offaly game where where many scored poorly in relation to their overall form for the year. Like. Delighted to be joined now by uh, Banty, James Conlon. Um, James, fantastic win. Really improved performance overall and um, the substitutes, you were one of them coming on and chipping in. Huge contribution. Yeah, delighted. I mean, last week we were probably very, we were very disappointed. Nearly felt like a loss after yeah. after coming in after the Offaly game. We, we knew we had to step it up this week and I thought we did. I thought we worked hard and we were patient. Um, kind of went at them then with a bit of pace when, when we needed to, unlike last week. Then obviously coming on, getting an opportunity to come on, maybe myself, Piggy, a few of the other lads kind of just injected a bit of pace when I kind of thought Carlo were tired, so delighted overall. Delighted yeah, and I, win. I suppose that's two weeks in a row now you're after coming on and having a significant impact, a point last week, and I think three this evening um, off the bench. You must be pleased with how it's yeah, going. Yeah, no, delighted. I'm delighted to get the opportunity, and you know, probably first year in, you know, you're, you're not expecting to get too much game time, but uh, everyone wants to kind of put their name in the hat to be starting in, in the next game, and that's kind of. Hoping you can do that when you come on, and as well as contributing. And look, I'm just only a small cog in the wheel, and just doing my bit to kind of get us over the line. So, but delighted, delighted as well. Good man. And I suppose the next day you're looking at Leisha Westmead. You probably haven't really taken your eyes off Carlo, but it, it's a game in Crow Park, and I suppose you know, game in Crow Park is always special for everyone. Yeah, no, it's delighted. That's kind of where you want to be. You know, when you start out your season, you're looking to get into Crow Park, get to the latter end of the championship, and, and look, we're taking their stride, but. Just be focusing on the game and just any way we can win. You know, it's obviously a nice day out, but looking to just get over the line. So yeah, sure. And I was actually talking to Gavin McCoy just before you came out. There's a mad playlist in there. Um, he's he's blaming Killian O'Sullivan for it, Abba and all sorts on it. I, I don't I don't have any I don't have an insight into it. That's Killian O'Sullivan's baby, so we leave it out. <laughs> wouldn't want it. Wouldn't want it. When I am with the playlist, trying to change it. And what's your thoughts? Uh, on it wouldn't be my 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 choice of music. Now I just stick in the, the AirPods and stay away from it. So yeah. James, uh, well done. Congratulations. On the win and best of luck next Daddy, next time out. Cheers. Um, David Rispin, um, I mentioned it already. Um, while it was a comprehensive win, we still could have won by more. Um, and not only that, obviously missing the penalty, a goal disallowed, probably rightly so for a square ball or whatever, but wonderful work, which we will come back to in a couple of minutes. Um, Andrew Colgan and goals um, pulled off a couple of good saves. Uh, at one stage when I think it was maybe four points to three or four points all, he made a wonderful save in the first half. Yeah, yeah, he was, you know, in fairness, he took a little bit of stick um, the first day against Offaly, you know, and uh, he he was brilliant today, in fairness to him. Um, his kickouts were spot on, and I think having Adam Flanning in there gave us the, you know, nearly the insurance of kind of having, when he, when he had to go long, when Carlo did push right up, it was okay to do that, whereas the first day we didn't really have that option. Um, now, in fairness today, he was quick to, with the restarts as well. So when it was on, you know, the ball was back in play, and which which worked really well. But if in doubt, he, he did go long, and Flanagan either won it or broke it more often than not. Um, but as you said, made a couple of good saves. One particularly excellent save was in the second half. Um, came out and and you know clear goal scoring chance in the corner and made a fabulous save. So uh, I'd be I'd be. Edging towards an eight for him today. I don't yeah, know well, we'll, we'll come to the score. And, oh, I uh, you were yeah, no, no, I just <laughs> literally just wanted <laughs> to say that Andrew yeah. Colgan had a good game, and it's it, look things can get confusing tonight. There's there's things getting yeah, in the way, and there's things the way get, now. Days like you're such an, a great uh, creative like editor. You can you can put things in. Like some things I don't say any of these things, and you you take previous podcasts and put them in. That's why I always get the results right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because every week I've predicted someone to win at some stage. 
So invariably I've won all the games. If you could just see what it was like for me on when, when I sit down at the computer after one of our podcasts and I have to start editing it. You can only imagine. You can only imagine what it's like. <laughs> on this podcast, I can guarantee you, I'm not going to edit anything. It's all going in, lads, this week. So anyway, we'll get to the scoring of the... We'll so get, this will be our last podcast. <laughs> we will get to the average ratings for the players <laughs> in, in a couple of minutes. We'll do the ratings of the players in a couple of minutes. Um, I suppose, uh, like, we have either... Leash or Westmead um, in the Leinster semi-final and Kieran Flynn um, sure, while it's, it's almost certainly Leash isn't it Kieran? Well it'll be pretty finalised so. yeah, it'll be pretty finalised but look uh, at the same time we're going to be playing one of those two teams in, in, in the Leinster semi-final was the performance today is that the good enough to beat uh, Leash or Westmead and, and, and meet Dublin in the Leinster final is that is 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 that good enough to get to a Leinster final? The performance that we put in today, uh, maybe potentially good enough to beat maybe Leash or Westmead, but definitely not good enough to to topple the Leinster you champions. Think, so so just, no, just, not, but maybe but it depends. But I don't think I think there's like a gear like we were we're like a plane taking off. We're just slowly slowly picking up pace, and we're hopefully gonna absolutely let rip the next day and then beat the dubs by 15 to 20 points I mean no edit that out Mike. edit that out Michael it's going in it's, it's going, going in. in no I think you know, but I think the performance at times was brilliant today but see again that 10 minute slot where we were frustrated where we didn't score and conceded 4 points like we have to analyse why did that happen like the like there's so much people in the backroom team they're going to do so much analysis into that like why did we not score for 10 minutes and why did they score four? Yeah, I think if we can crack that kind of thing, like some of our long range, our long range frees and that, like yeah, we need to. That's I, was, I was just gonna, I was just gonna, and I was actually gonna go to David Rissman for that. Um, few long range frees that we missed. Um, people on 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 Twitter calling for Ben Brennan to be left taking the long range frees. Mickey Newman is a class free taker. Um, I don't see why you would take him off the freeze. But the penalty, uh, Barry Dardis took one of the most pressurised uh, um, penalties uh, that Mead has ever had to take. It was against Kildare in the league earlier on this season. Uh, Mickey Newman wasn't on the on, on the field that day. Mm. Should Barry Dardis was there. He was on the field today when that penalty was won. Should he have been taking that penalty, do you think, yourself? Um, it's a big question. Yeah, it is yeah, a big question. Sense, I, I, I don't think so. Like you know yourself, when you have a designated free taker or penalty taker, if he's on the pitch, he takes them, regardless of you know who's taking the last one or whatever. If 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 your penalty taker is is on the field of play, he takes them. And in fairness to Mickey, he scored one against Armagh as well in the league this year. So and, and as well as that, the penalty wasn't a bad penalty. It was a fabulous save. Oh, it was actually a wonderful save. It was a brilliant save. It was at a good height, granted. But it was a really well struck penalty in the corner. If that goes in, you say fantastic penalty, and the keeper goes the other way. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a fantastic penalty. But, but that was interesting. But we raised earlier in the year we talked about penalties. Mm. Since they moved it into eleven meters, it actually it tightens the angle. Does, like everyone, yeah. everyone would have thought like when you bring it two meters closer, you're more likely to score. Mm. Like some senses, yes, but in other senses, no. And it tightens uh, the angle if the pen if the goalie goes the right direction at the right height he's more likely to save it because the ball won't travel fast enough. And just in addition to that, generally speaking, and you see it in Gaelic and you see it in soccer as well, 
keepers come off their line. The coach yeah. about two yards off their line, and the keeper did that today. Ninety five percent of the time, they get away with it. Yeah, and that's even making it even Down tighter. Down, yeah, do you yeah. know yeah. what I mean? So that's what happened today. As I said, if if keeper goes the other way and Mickey scores, it's you're worth saying she's what a penalty, fantastic penalty. So. It's one of them. I wouldn't really have a problem if we got a penalty in two weeks' time and Mickey takes it. I'd be happy enough him stepping up. Uh, just before we move on to do the player ratings, uh, just uh, want to say hello to a few people that got in contact on Twitter. Cormac Brady, uh, living in America, um, always listens to the podcast. Um, uh, then looking down through a few more of the tweets. Shane Riley, again, Thanks a million, Shane. Uh, saying you never miss the the um, podcast, and uh, you enjoy it every week. Dave Rispin, you had a bit of interaction with a few people. Dave Rispin tweeted, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he retweeted our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you believe? Uh, Pat Conlon um, from St. Colin Kills, I believe. Um, you had a bit of interaction with him on uh, on the old Twitter machine, and uh, there was a couple more. I know that you. We're talking to a few people yourself. Did you get some messages from Australia? Yeah, so I was talking to uh, Carl Tallon uh, from St. Vincent's, the keeper, you know, on their, on their run to the final last year. Uh, fantastic goalkeeper. But uh, woke up to a message this morning and it's one of them where, you know, someone doesn't isn't friends with you on Facebook and someone wants to send you a message or has requested to send you a message. So I seen Carl Tallon and I says, oh Jesus, uh, two o'clock this morning wants to send you a message. I says, what is he going to say to me? Probably full of, yeah, no. Um, but yes. No, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what you'd be doing with boys on other night. Jesus. Um, but anyway, I opened the message up anyway, and uh, all he wanted to do was abuse Kieran Flynn, and it's just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, the, the crack was he's uh, he's actually moved to Australia. He's working in Australia. He moved last November, and he's been working there since December. He's working on a farm out there. Loves our podcast. Um, sent me two videos um, in the tractor. Yeah, spreading in the field, listening to the podcast, Flynn Shh, talking absolute song. Don't Sorry. be he he's not on a working visa. Oh shit. So he's not don't be don't be he's he was listening to it. Well, in he's the driving pub. the tractor down the road. Is that, is that right? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, from the video you'd actually say it's in our cat, but it's uh, it's not. But he says he's a huge fan of the podcast and he says to keep uh, giving Flynn serious stick. Was were we the ones spreading? No, you dumb, were you were spreading dumb. Oh, we yeah, were the yeah, ones yeah, yeah. spreading the dog, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. And also Mags Guyne in there. Uh, looking forward to the pod- podcast. To the podcast. <laughs> podcast. Um, the poopcast. The, the poopcast. The bookcast. <laughs> the book <fast>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She said that the dubs were congratulating us on the way out. Had to check if there was someone else behind me. Um, uh, very good. The, the Dublin the Dublin support. I have to say, the Dublin supporters uh, probably get a lot of slack, but I, I, I'll never forget 1991. You boys weren't even born, lads. 1991, when we had the four-game saga with Dublin. And you'd always have this thing about Dublin, Dublin this, Dublin that, and whatever. Coming out of uh, Crow Park after beating them after the four-game saga in the first round of the, of the Leinster Championship... Um, every Dublin supporter uh, came up and said to us, you know, that when we were walking out, God, we hope he's going to win the Leinster and the All Ireland. What a four weeks! 
Dublin and Mead gave us. And they don't get the, be- the best of press. And we do give them a bit of slagging, you know, all the dubs in Dunboyne and Dunchockland and uh, uh, Ratote and Dunham or Ashburn and, 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 and Savannah. We give a But like at this stage, at this stage, they're one of our own lads. So like you know, yeah, no, but like they are. They're they're, they're good. They're good lads. You know. Um. So what we're we're going to do now is we're going to move on and we're going to do the ratings of the players. Um, from the game today. So, uh, lads, I'm going to go to Brian Kelly first. Andrew yeah. Colgan and goals. Eight. Yeah, done. I heard that before eight, I think, yeah. Eight for Andrew Colgan. Um, in fairness to him, uh, really, really picked it up. He, had a, he didn't have a poor... He, he, he gave three kickouts away against Offaly, um, which came to three points. Really good game for him today and delighted to see he's back in it. Number two, Seamus Lavin. Kieran Flynn, we go to you first. Yeah, Seamus was excellent. Like He didn't really put a foot wrong. I think he probably edging close to a nine. Uh, the only thing that might diminish his, his number is that he had wrapped up his man so much that he didn't actually have to defend as much. That makes sense. He was just didn't even kick the ball into him because every single ball he got was unreal. So I give him a nine. Okay. Give him a nine. Was he in like a spider web? <laughs> like, hey, he came out. He was wearing these lovely white socks over his own, and it's just he was majestic across the side. You know, cool. Brian Kelly. How do you follow that? Oh. <laughs> with, a, um, with a bit of sense, with a bit of sense, and hopefully, yeah, if you can just bring a bit of sense, it'd be great. I think uh, he was very solid today. I think an eight would be a fair mark. Okay, I agree uh, with you, Brian. Uh, eight, hundred percent. David Risman and Brian Kelly are in You, you went for a bus, David, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bang the bus. Uh, uh, lads, uh, our full-back, uh, David Risman, we're going to go to you first. Conor McGill. Yeah, probably similar to Seamus Lavin. Um, very solid, uh, without probably being spectacular. But, had a, you know, in fairness, similar to Andy Colgan, had a tough day the first day out against Niall McNamee. We said that he bounced back, and he did. He was much improved today, so I give him an eight. Uh, Brian Kelly. Um he probably struggled a little bit early on. His man kicked three early points, so I'd probably give him a seven. Okay, and uh, we're going to go to uh, Kieran Flint. Eight. The voice of reason. Eight. Eight. Any reason for giving him an eight? You didn't ask for one. Okay, <laughs> okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how we rate players these days. Um, we're going to go to uh, our next uh, number four quarterback, Shane Gallagher. Brian Kelly, how did Shane do? Shane was grand. I give him a seven. I I thought he was better than grand. I thought he was he was very very good. He's an eight, and I'd leave Flynn with the deciding vote if he wants to give him a nine. I'd be happy enough to give him a nine. Karen Flynn, very good. Interesting. The power resides with I, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to relish this for a moment. Just, uh, soak it in, you know. I knew you would. <laughs> soak it in, man. <laughs> He's such a teacher. Yeah. He loves the power. He loves the power. Well, excuse me, and I'm that's speaking. Why went in, that's why you went into refereeing. Miss, he loves the power. Mr. Brendan, I'm speaking. Excuse me. When you're ready, thank you. But she doesn't referee anymore. Come here, when you're no, talking to... No, sorry, no, Kieran Flynn, when you're talking to me, you put up your hand. <laughs> don't make the mistake of addressing me as an equal nine <laughs> Shay Gallagher Simons and Gales so nine uh, no no because he said I'd give, he'd give him a nine uh, we're going to move on now the, James McAdee didn't play Pora Carnan was in we're going to go to Kieran Flynn this time we're not going to leave the power with him at the end no I, I actually think Harnan uh, actually was probably my man of the match for the day I thought he was he was brilliant the whole way through like a powerful runner with the ball he got a goal. He didn't really put a foot wrong. He'd be close to a 10, but I think I'd give him a 9. 
Okay, David Rusman. Yeah, I would agree with some of it. I he was superb. Uh, he just wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been my man of the match. But yeah, well, that's he, why I said he was my man. The yeah, yeah. That's why Stop I said he. Your he, 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 no, no, it's that, my one. That's why I says he wouldn't be mine. You know, but uh, he was very good. Uh, it's my one. Delighted for him. Actually, funny. We we spoke about him last week and possibly not getting the game time. Maybe he's been around and he has. He, you know, he's played sporadically in the league and stuff for a couple of minutes here and there, and only got a couple he of minutes what? himself. Sporadically. Sporad. Oh, sporadically. <laughs> Sorry, go on. He's got a dictionary. Go on, Robert. So, he plays for Robert. All right, we have to cut that. Cut that. He's after saying that. You can't. You can't say that. So, what are you giving Boris Gowden? What are you scoring? You have to cut that. You have to cut that there. No, you do. What are you scoring? We're not doing that. What are you scoring? What are you scoring? What are you scoring? Just get no. We catch. So what are you going to score? Uh, uh, Paul Carroll. A, a nine. A nine. Well, okay. Just, no. And uh, Brian Kelly. I didn't give him man I'm trying the match. to figure out how I didn't give him man the match. I'm trying to figure out how he's disputing Kieran's nine and then gives him. No, a no, nine I didn't well. dispute his nine. I disputed his man the match. Me thinks today he did protest too much. No, I didn't. I thought he was outstanding today. Yeah. He's easily a nine. He is a nine. I give him a nine, but he's not man the match for me. Excellent. Uh we're gonna move on now to our centre back, Donald Kyogan, and we're going to go to we're gonna to go to Brian Kelly first. Before the podcast started, I got a message saying if Kyogen doesn't get a 10, you don't know what you're talking about. So, generally, we don't. I think a 9. <laughs> uh, uh, David Risman, uh, Donald Kyogen. I don't think I've ever given out a 10 on this, unlike the two lads. So, uh, if I'm going to give him my man of the match, and he has to be a bit better than Laura Karen yeah. and, and, and Shane Gallagher, and Shane Gallagher then, I've no, <laughs> then I've no problem giving him a 10. Don't go get a 10. No chance, 9. Harnan Manowat. Good luck, son. <laughs> Don't go get gets a 9. Well, he was a 9, but I think Harnan was a high 9. He's a low 9. Okay, then we're going to move on to... Then he should be a 10. <laughs> we're going to move on. 9.4.5555555555. We're going to move on now to Gavin McKay. Uh, yeah, very good as well. Um, he probably just wasn't up to the... Standard he was against Offaly, you know, in his championship debut, but um, held on to his jersey. And as we'll hear from the interview, um, you know, he, he's eager to keep his place and he knows that the competition is there so that, you know, his performance is kind of critiqued and it's important that he plays to, con- to a consistent level week in, week out. And I thought he was very good again. Um, not as good as the last day, but definitely an eight for me. Enough, Can any remember what what mark Davy Rispin gave him the last day? An eight. So he's not as good as the last day, but he gets the same mark. Yeah, same same as what Flynn just says. He's a he's a better eight than he was. The Don't last quote day. me against me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we get uh, What are you giving him? I think at the minute there's serious competition in that half back line. You've Owen Lynch, Ronan Ryan, James McAtee, none of whom started today, and then you've Keoghan Harnan and Gavin McKay, like six real strong contenders for those half back positions. I thought he was outstanding again today. I give him another eight. Excellent. So I agree with that. Eight. He was fabulous, and his hit at the early start, at the early part of the game, really set the tone. He, he bushed the man with the strength of two horses, really, isn't he? Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so Gavin McKay scores an eight. 
This is a very interesting podcast. We're going to move on now to midfield. Brian Menton, lads. Um, we're going to go to Kieran Finn first. Yeah, the the field general always box to box really does does exactly what it says in the tin, like Ron Seal said, you know. And uh, he scored some wonderful points today. Again, this this kind of well, not gonna, I can't do the same thing twice, but he was unbelievable. <laughs> but he he really kicked. You know, this kind of curling shot he does is brilliant. Comes in from the right or the left, and I yeah. think he's close to a nine, but I think probably an eight because I think just general the other guys were much better than him. So I think eight. Brian Kelly, I give an eight. That's two eights. He's definitely getting an eight, but Brian, uh, David Rissman. Yeah, probably an eight. A good eight, though. Yeah. A good eight. Two okay. points from play. We're going to move on now to Adam Flanagan in the middle of the park, uh, getting his first start of the year. And we're going to go to David Rissman. Yeah, fair play to him. Um, probably came in for a little bit of criticism as well. After the game yeah. against Offaly and really stood up to the mark today. But did what we said he does good, and no one ever, you know... Uh, critique the fact that he has a fantastic pair of hands and he's a brilliant fielder, fielder of, the of the ball. Yeah, but it's it's what he does after that sometimes probably lets him down a little bit. And today I thought he did the basic things right, just handing the ball off, doing his job, catching it, handing it off, job done. Yeah. As opposed to probably trying to overcomplicate his game. And uh, I thought he was really good today. I think an eight from me. An eight, and then we're going to go over to Brian Kelly now. I said earlier I thought it was his best performance in the yeah. jersey. So based on that, I'd give him a nine. Excellent, excellent. I'd have to, I, I, an eight or a nine. I'd be, I'd, 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 I'd agree with both. No, I, I agree with Brian's sentiment on that. I think he really dominated the aerial battle, and he was box to box. Didn't put a foot wrong. Realistically, nine. Nine, absolutely brilliant. Well done, Adam Flanagan. We're going to move on to our half forward line now. Uh, we're going to go to Brian Kelly first with this one. Killian O'Sullivan, a huge player for Mead. Probably a little bit quieter than usual today. Yeah, really energetic performance. Gotten the ball an awful lot, but just didn't seem to be able to break the line, which he so does so well. Now, to be fair, he links up really well with James McEntee, and James not there today. Maybe that didn't help, but I think probably a seven. Might sound a bit harsh, but he probably just didn't have the impact he'd like to have had. And uh, we'll move on now to uh, David Rissman. Killing yourself. Yeah, he plays for me. He's a half forward. <laughs> it's all right, it. He plays number ten. <laughs> you finished. We move on now to. Thanks, William Brian Kelly. We go to David Risman, um, killing yourself. Yeah, I agree with Brian. Probably just not up to you know top top standard yet. Uh, did kick a good point in the first half when we might have actually had a penalty. I think Brian Menton could have been fouled. Killing yourself kind of picked up the scraps and kicked it over. But we just probably didn't see it. I remember you saying it during the league. He's probably one of our more prominent players now and he's been targeted by the opposition um, mm-hmm. you know, team and stuff. And uh, probably similar to that, I'd, I'd have to give him a seven. Seven. Yeah, similar to what the lads said. He probably didn't have the key moments in the game really to get him higher up the, the levels. I think probably seven for his play. Mm-hmm. But I think... His playlist. I was just going to say, I was going to give him a ten yeah. out of ten for his music. In the the warm up and at the after game, he was rocking ABBA. Then he was rocking out Nas X with Cyrus. Old Town Road, and it was it was like the Palace in Navan. It was as good. We could have stayed in Port Leash, never mind going into Navan tonight. You're not that we advocate uh, uh, drinking in the Palace. Well, I never said drinking. I was in party and dancing. I was just saying. I'm just saying. And if you are drinking, drink responsibly. Um, that's one of the things that we would advocate on this podcast. So you're giving him a seven as well. I think a seven for the play, ten for the music. 
Brilliant. Uh, we're going to move on now to our centre-half forward, Brian McMahon, and we'll go to uh, Brian Kelly first. Eight. We're going to move on from Brian Kelly to David Rispin. Uh, no, not an eight for me. I think a seven. I, I didn't think he was as um, as good as he was the last day. I thought he had good moments. Um, you know, For the first goal, he was heavily involved, but just didn't feel like he was in, as involved as he was against Offaly, so a seven from me. And we'll go on to uh, Kieran. I agree with David Rispin. Seven. Absolutely brilliant. I love the, the fact that the two of you are in, in, tandem. Uh, in tandem there and, and, and not fighting with each other. You're just getting on with it and it's all great. But he agrees with my point, so of course... I would so be are we giving him a seven? I actually agree with me, go on. Seven? Well, that's what I said, yeah. Yeah, seven, absolutely. We're going to move on now to our other ring forward. We're going to go David Rispin first and it was Ben Brennan. Yeah, Ben was very good today. Uh had a little bit of a quiet day the first day out against Offaly, but um, I thought it was much improved. Something similar to what Brian referenced earlier on was when, you know, when it, it got tough, you know, at that stage in the midway through the first half when um, when Carlo actually had their purple patch, I thought Ben was one of the players that stood up, kicked a fantastic free and then kicked a brilliant point from the outside of his left boot. Savage score. And uh, for that, I'd give him an eight. Brilliant. Kieran uh, Flynn? I think it was interesting. You know, we were on the bus down. We were just talking about management styles, and uh, one of the coaches was talking about uh, Pochettino, the Tottenham manager. He was talking about this new thing. <laughs> That's actually a good point. He's all just laughing at me like, <laughs> "It's cat. Like, give me a chance, right?" Don't about how Pochettino like revolutionised this kind of player management, man management. Uh-huh. I don't about his staff and all. Like every day, they when the players come into the dressing room, like yeah. he he asked them like, "Do they need a hug or did a stern yeah. word?" On it, so it was in his autobiography. So is that what you're right? Saying? Right, and then <laughs> Finn Omerta said went to Ben. He says, "Like, do you want a hug?" Right. Get <laughs> 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 my hug on the bus. I get my kiss on the top of his head. Give him. Ben Brennan, right? <laughs> He's on the bus, right? Right. <laughs> No, <laughs> relax, will you? And then basically just goes, and Ben goes, I'm going to play well today. I'm going to be the man of the match. He wasn't quite man of the match, but Jesus, did he play well? So basically, fair play to Finn O'Murtha for giving that kiss and a hug. Sometimes the lad just needs that, you know? Um, so what score he given? <laughs> <laughs> the A's. <laughs> Brian Kelly. Uh, yeah, Ben played well today. Um, seven and a half for me, so that gives it an eight. That's an 8 for Ben Brennan and a 10 out of 10 for Finn, <laughs> Finn Morton. <laughs> What's it? Moro Pochettino? I think he's a bow for me, is he? Uh, we're going to move on now to corner forward. Sean Tobin, lads. Um, uh, the Simonson man getting his uh, first start of the year in league or championship. And uh, we're going to go to Kieran Flynn first. Yeah, interesting. Kind of Sometimes it's hard to say, like... We, Influence the play like all the time is difficult. Like at at times he seemed to be on top of the play. He was interlinking the whole time, but again, key moments may be missing. So maybe a seven edging towards an eight, seven I'd say maybe. Brian Kelly. Maybe he just didn't get a kiss off Finn O'Murtagh. <laughs> <laughs> what score would he get? He's got Finn's gonna be like the Blarney Stone next week. They're gonna be all lying around the block to give him a kiss. <laughs> That that Navaramahani Simonson divide, I give him a seven. Seven, yeah. He's he's uh, it's again it's similar to the whole Corten um St. Dalton Singh cross border politics. Finno Murta, you know, Finno giving Sean Tobin a kiss, sorting out the, 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 the politics across the Navin divide. Um we're gonna go to uh Corten 
uh, or is it uh, St. Dalton's? Uh, we're going to go to your, yourself, David Rispin. Yeah, well, and I wouldn't be giving any Dalton's what, to kiss. What, now, to what, what, what's the score from the Bohemian? Uh, <laughs> what's the score from Bohemian? This is in the elections now, Mickey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's more like Eurovision. Neil Paul for Flynn. Sean, Sean Duban. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, thanks, lads. Um, yeah, seven for me. I, I thought, he, as you said, he already he had a good first half and probably just faded a little bit second half. First start of the year would mean exactly. He hasn't take, a lot of game time. Yeah, into yeah. consideration. You know, I think only played once in the league. That uh, cameo he, against uh, first day out. First day out in the league. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he came yeah. on as a sub. So yeah, you know, in fairness to him, he's after putting himself in a position where he's not just coming on for me. He's actually starting games for me. So you know, he's putting on serious work and training. You know, he's had uh, he's had a really difficult time of it. You know, with, with a variety of things, and and you know, he's a credit to himself and. And everything else that he's put himself in that position, and uh, you know, I give him a seven. I think he'll he'll come on from the game as well. Brilliant. Um, and he'll only get better. You know. Uh, we're going to move on to the full forward, Michael Newman, and we're going to go back to you, David Rissman. Oh, the, the chap's ridiculous. Like he's he's. I don't think he's going to like that now. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's ridiculously he's ridiculously good. You know, he's he's uh, he's such a classy operator, and um, took the goal so well in the first half. Um, you know, first goal scorer backers. I think there was a good few of them. You know, in the Kells uh, area, I wouldn't say just Kells, but in had you embarked yourself? I might have had a little gamble responsibly, uh, folks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We don't, we, we don't advocate. Uh, Apart gambling. from when it's Mickey Newman, you're back, and yeah, you know, it's a dead cert. <laughs> That's He's responsible. Score the first goal. That's responsible exactly. gambling. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can advocate for that. But no, he, you know, took his goal really well, um, and his all round play was really good. You know, four frees and I think two from play as well. Um, has has really made uh, the number 14 jersey his own and seems to be getting better with every passing game so definitely an 8 from me an 8 we're going to move on to Kieran Flynn yeah I'd be always a big advocate for Michael Newman but I think the only thing that blemished him today obviously the missed penalty which is probably a flash in the pan thing because obviously we said a great save no we know we talked about his photo photogenic skills in the past I think maybe just the missed miss set play like he, he he probably took freeze from outside his zone maybe and when we talked about Dardis being on the field I think I think maybe it's something to look at the team maybe everything outside maybe 35 to 40 metres should be Dardis or Ben Brennan off the ground and then everything I think in that zone 35 metres Newman is deadly I just think sometimes when he goes outside his range I think he lacks yeah. accuracy yeah. which is natural because you have to give a bit more welly on it so that's slightly diminished his score maybe down to a 7 but it's kind of a thing like he had moments of eight and nine, but I think his overall play maybe a seven. So I think a seven for Michael Newman, and, I, and I'd be a big Newman fan. Like you'd be a big because you know fan. you all know why you know. Well, absolutely, yeah. Um, we're going to move on to uh, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, your father didn't teach Brian Michael Newman, um, <laughs> obviously. No, he gave him a chance by not teaching him. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, at, I think today he scored what. What, one four, one six, was it? One six, yeah. Um, but there was about one three missed from dead balls, which, if you want to be hypercritical and at this level, I think that's fair enough. When you, like when you push on and you play Dublin, hopefully in the Leinster final, you're going to need to convert 85, 90% of your chances. And based on the fact that that didn't happen today, I think a seven. A seven. So, Mickey Newman scoring a seven today. And then, uh, lads, we're going to move on now to corner forward, Thomas O'Reilly, um, 
we're looking to Kieran Flynn first. Yeah, Thomas, like uh, we were Seth and Brian were talking about this earlier. He's actually been our our best scorer from from play this year. Like, and I think that's something that you like. When people are critical about his contributions, like it's ludicrous to think that when he doesn't, he's our top scorer from play. Like that we're being critical about him. But he'd be just he'd be frustrated himself that he sometimes he finds himself nearly being a, the most advanced defender, not necessarily kind of the lazy corner forward. He never really gets the chance to be the guy that wins the ball close what to the goals. What about the fact that today they were playing against a Stephen Poacher setup and there was fifteen men, fourteen men I, behind the ball, and I mean, I he has to come out the field to get the ball. And most of the time we were trying to leave, as Brian Kelly already alluded to earlier on, we were trying to leave one man in there, so he had to come out. It's 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 a thankless job. Mm, yeah. When you're corner forward and you're and, and you're coming up against a setup like that, it's a thankless job. I think so, and, and it's very frustrating. Like, I'm frustrating for him because his skill levels are are so high, and as I said, he's he's been our top scorer from play. I think just a seven. I think is fair for Tom, Thomas. I think. Okay, and then David Risbon, Thomas Riley. I, I I think a six. To be fair, mm-hmm. I, I you know in fairness he wasn't um he wasn't up as his usual standard. He has had probably back to back games where he's below par. Um, and today I know Brian's actually after saying he kicked a point but he was taken off early playing too deep you know he ideally I like to see him probably on the 40 or somewhere around that kind of area because that's where he can influence the play and actually mm-hmm. deliver quality ball into the forwards I don't think he's an orthodox corner forward to be honest with you um, and that's probably why he finds himself so deep whether that's by design or not um, but yeah six for me okay and then it's going to be down to Brian Kelly yeah he scored a lovely point early on but just as the, as the half wore on, he seemed to get bottled up a few times and turned over possession. And based on that and the fact that he was pulled off just before half time, I think a six. Okay, and Thomas O'Reilly will bounce back from that. I'm sure he will. He's a quality footballer. We're going to move on now. We're going to move to the subs, lads. And uh, the first of the subs, I suppose, to go to, we'll go to them um, numerically um, from their jerseys. Ronan Ryan, um, David Rispin. Um, yeah, probably was one of the lads that was um, probably one of the latest to come on. Uh, unlucky not to get that goal that, that Dara Campion yeah. will probably come to did so well for and uh, was probably, in fairness, he was in the square, I'd imagine, but took it really well. Would have been disappointed not to start against Offaly or get on or start today, probably for that matter. Um, but did come on and, and you know, um, we all know what he's capable of. It's probably hard to mark. I was just going to say, was he on long enough yeah, to no, mark? Yeah, no. no, you probably but we'll, can't. But yeah. we'll, 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 it's good it's to good talk to about him. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and even in the interview that you did with um, uh, Andy yeah. McIntyre, yeah. Andy McIntyre referenced him as well and, 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 and Gavin McCoy referenced yeah. him as yeah. well. So it, it, it is, to, we, we, won't, we won't score on, no. on it. We'll move on now. We're going to go to James Conan and we're going to go to Kieran Flynn. Um, the Banty Saint Column Kills wasn't on for that long, but three points from play. By Lord, he's a he's a wiry individual. He's so entertaining to watch inside. Like he's small. Like it was very funny after the game. He got a photo taken with a supporter. She was only she was a young girl. She was only about thirteen or fourteen. She actually was taller than the Banty. Like you, you look, you know, it was hysterical. All the boys were sat in the corner, and it was just it was hysterical to watch. Like, Class. but but he's so small, but he's like he gets the ball in his hand, and you don't have a clue if he's going left or right. A lot of time, invariably, he cuts right on the tough angle, and he, he scored a great point today in a tough angle. 
but he he's genuinely a great a great like talismanic figure to come bring off the bench. Why are he can't afford? I think eight for what he did, but probably not long enough to deserve the eight. Is is te- is his his, uh, his second uh, championship appearance for Mead? Um, scored three, didn't he? And he scored three today. He's got four from two appearances, both from substitutes. He's only had four appearances for the Mead ser- mm. senior team, um, all as substitute, and he's got four points. Uh, in in, in and, uh, Brian Kelly had a great idea on the way home on the bus we were talking about Fermanagh did a fundraiser there recently uh, how many guys can you get in the van right so as many of him as you right? and we basically said can we get how many banties can you get in the van we're basically how many panties can you get in the back of a truck or a van and we're going to see like you know like guess the sweets well, in a jar I like. it's not banty back in any because you wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> no the, that banty's gone thank god <laughs> we're with the new banty what are you scoring the band it's probably not long enough to rate him, but if so, eight or nine, like when he was on the field, he was brilliant, sure. Didn't brilliant. put a foot wrong. Yeah. Um, Dave Risk, yeah. do you want to... Re- Brian's just after pointing out that Ronan Ryan was on the field for longer. Longer, than yeah. Banty, even though Banty kind of got three points in his little cameo. Um, At that... N- n- yeah. He was on the field see, when see, the game was exa- won. Exactly. But he's like, still... The thing about it is Ronan Ryan was coming on as a back and we were absolutely on top at that stage with an extra man and Ronan Ryan probably wasn't doing as much in his half of the field that Banty was doing in his yeah. half of the field. Yeah. As we said, he's kicked three points from play. I don't think we should score either no, of them. It, it, but exactly, it's hard not. It's, yeah. it's hard to rate him, you know, based on that. But but as you said, he's probably played twenty or twenty five minutes altogether of championship football, and he's and got he four, four points from play. Set up yeah. The goal last. Yeah. yeah. So you know, well, yeah. Um, so <laughs> inadvertently, but um, no, no, fair play no, to him. No. He's 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 having a huge it's impact. Definitely a pass. And as you say, you'll hear from the interview. You know, he's he's really relishing it and and speaking like an absolute, you know. Season pro, yeah. As you heard from uh, from the from the from the interview earlier on, um, you know he he just speaks so well. Um, he's he's ready for senior championship, senior football, and the whole lot. Uh, we'll move on. The next sub we're going to rate is uh, Ethan Devine. Uh, again, not on long enough, I don't think, um, to rate. But great to see him back in the field. And we we'll go to Brian uh, Brian Kelly first. Um, probably the most costly. Cameo Ethan Devine is ever going to have. Um, there was an investigation in the hotel after the game. We were having a meal, and apparently there's one O'Neill's football missing. So Ethan Devine is down fifty quid because he kicked it over the fence. Oh, it was, that was Ethan Devine who kicked the that fence. One he kicked it into bloody awfully. It was an awfully bad shot. <laughs> that 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 ball landed in Tullamore where the game was supposed to be, yeah. according to you. Well, the shot, the shot was pretty finalised. Yeah. It was pretty finalised. <laughs> pretty finalised. Um, Eaton Devine again, not on the field long enough, maybe to um, to rate. Uh, we're going to go on. Graham Riley, uh, uh, David Risman, Graham Riley on just before half time. I think was it or did he come yeah, on? Shortly after half time. Shortly after half time. Um how, how did he do when he Brilliant, brilliant, uh, brilliant, brilliant cameo from Biggie. Yeah, yeah, great to see him. Brilliant. You know, back playing and it was it was one of his trademark scores that kinda got a kick, kicked off, kinda hit brilliant. the put the foot on the pedal and uh, you know, kicked on and uh, just a fabulous score kind of on the run and got another one and set up the penalty which Mickey missed as we've alluded to, but um you know, we all know what P.E. Riley's capable of at this stage, and uh, I think we have to rate P.E. Riley. I'd, I'd give him an eight. Eight, okay. Um, Kieran Flynn. Yeah, agreed. He he did exactly what he does all the time. He he was breaking tackles, beating the man. Eight. <laughs> and um, like he really came in. He had a big impact. Kicked two points. Had a hand in a few more, and his work rate was really impressive today as well. So I think an eight is fair enough. Yeah, fair play, uh, Biggie Riley. 
getting an eight. Well done to Graham. And then the last of our uh, subs, I think, was a Dara Campion. And uh, we'll go to Brian Kelly. Um, Dara Campion, yeah, he probably wasn't on for that long. Um, he came on after after an hour or so. If we didn't rate Ronan Ryan, who was on five minutes earlier, we can't really give Dara Campion a rate either. Okay, we won't rate him, but uh, David Rissman, do you want to talk about uh, yeah. uh, Dara Campion? Because do you remember he was unbelievable when he came yeah. on. Do you remember the game I used to play it back in the day? It was called FIFA Street. It yeah, like these that, these yeah. skill players, and you know, if, if there was a FIFA Street in, in GA, he'd be like he'd be our trump card in that <laughs> because. He is just like such a freestyler, a street footballer. He's unbelievable with the ball, you know, close proximity to him. And he, that disallowed goal for Ronan Ryan. He, he skinned about three or four lads, but it wasn't just dropping the shoulder and that. It was like... Dummy. Ball, yeah. He uh, literally mixed everything into it. Yeah. And uh, it, it just would have been such a good goal. Freestyling. Yeah. Just like the right analogue stick. Like, flicking yeah. around, like, <laughs> it's, that's Dara Campion. Like, yeah. if you had a player in that, that would be the man you'd choose for me, this Dara Campion, because... He's just so unpredictably brilliant. You you just don't know what he could do next. He could do some crazy, crazy things. But I I I yeah, I, I I love watching him. Play. I grew up with his dad yeah. and a more talented footballer you'd never yeah. see. And exactly like Dara. No, he obviously no. But his, his dad, his dad Kevin yeah. Barry is, and 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 still tries to play a bit of football today, like myself. Um, he's. He was one of the most talented footballers that I've ever played football with. He was incredible, and it's no, it's it's no shock to me that Dara has all that. But the only thing is, is that Dara is about twice the size of his dad in height and everything. So he is, and uh, so so being able to do that, so being able to do that, being being that big is absolutely fantastic. And I think that he's, I think that he is our our key going forward. Kieran Flynn. Yeah, like Campo, like he's, even the style, like coming off the bus and he had the hat on, and he he just kind of he's just his own man, like and there's like he's a great sneer around the place, and he, he just good fun around the team, but like everything he does is just like as you said, he he doesn't play according to any script, like he just rips it up and just goes out and does his own thing, like he had a terrible wide with outside the right foot, but like he'll do that and he'll frustrate you, but you have to tie that in with his brilliance and his greatness, like. Like he's kind of like a some kind of like a flawed genius. Like you have to have the bad yeah. with the good. And he's like a Ronnie O'Sullivan of yeah. of, of, of GA. Yeah, he just he, he, do like, he just does these great things. And you yeah. have to like let him. They have to give him freedom. Like he'd be the worst man ever to be told you got to do A B C and then on D you go to F and you go to G or whatever. You have to just say here's the ball. Do what you do. Like. Do what you do. And like when he's getting, like for the setup for the Ronan Ryan disallowed goal, it was it was left right up down around and everyone didn't know where they were going. Even I, d- I don't even think Campo knew where he was going with the he just he's just beaten boys for fun like. Um, I think so. A ten, a ten. <laughs> um, we, we, obviously we won't score him because he wasn't or rate him because he wasn't on long enough. Did Barry Dard uh, yeah, Barry was Barry came on for Thomas O'Reilly uh, early enough on, and uh, you know although he was involved, probably didn't get a score. Set up a few points. From he's there. on from before half time, so we will definitely have to score. Yeah, him, we always will have to score him, um, but probably just again. I'd probably like to see him get a score when he comes on to probably settle him and I think that's what he needs is probably if it's a relatively easy chance score, no yeah. matter what it is just to kind of settle him into play couple of frees that maybe he could have he could yeah. have taken now there would have been difficult frees you know yeah. there wouldn't have been uh, but they're in his range of course they are yeah after the one we've seen against Donegal and that but um, I think he was more involved but it, you know on the basis that he only came on really with 35 minutes realistically towards the end of the first half you'd have to give him a 6 I okay think. and Brian Kelly 
Yeah, it's kind of an interesting one. I think if Barry Dardis was in a Summerhill jersey today, he'd probably have three or four points mm-hmm. because he'd have taken a few shots. Barry Dardis in the mid jersey, he played it back out. He just he didn't take the 40-50% shot. Yeah. Whereas in the Summerhill jersey, he's backed probably to, to do that. So probably a seven for Barry today. No, still not too bad and then Kieran Flynn I think a 7 and Brian's rationale is, is what I'd be thinking as well sometimes the freedom at inter-county level lacks and you just, you just sometimes you just want to maybe encourage him to go for them shots because he, he can kick a point within that 35-40 metre scoring zone all the way around like, so I think just for the mess for him take the shot Absolutely so uh, that's all the players rated uh, for the Leinster quarter-final clash today with Carlo um, brilliant result for Mead winning uh, so comprehensively um, what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to finish our podcast uh, lads uh, we, I think we've run through everything um, Brian Kelly the minor board have you anything else from the minor board? Yeah probably should have mentioned earlier under 16 finals during the week I won't go through all the results but just fair play to on Shockland they'd lost five previous finals of that team and won the Division 1 final on Wednesday night in Park Talchon it's a huge achievement for them. And then on Monday night, Rathout beat Kildaki in the under-16 Division 1 hurling. Excellent. And uh, Kieran Flynn from the county board, have you any more? Good news on the horizon for the, the Park Tolson development. Like We've been named number one in Ireland for the funds for the redevelopment with the state and with the GA. So we met with the clubs last week to discuss the potential redevelopment of the stadium, discuss like, the North Terrace becoming the new North Stand and very much everyone's behind us and it's kind of a message about the, the Royal House draw we've mentioned it so many times that every ticket you're buying that is going into this fund and it looks like come October, November time when the, the grants come out nationally Part is going to be in a very good position to get them funds and come May 2020 looks like we'll be start doing our new stand and we could be this time about two or three years we'll have a brand new stand in Part Tulchin. so it's exciting times with Division 1 football the hurlers look like they're going to win the Christian ring get up to the Joe McDonough the miners are doing well in both hurling and football. I think it's going to be, and I think Courtown might win the junior C or D, maybe whatever they're in, because they won't win the junior X, they're useless. But I think overall, the There's GA and Mead. Than it's <laughs> uh, but we're useless too. Yeah. But I think overall, I think things are looking good. Like I said, yeah. things can only get better, you know? Things can only get better, and, and maybe with a few amalgamations, <laughs> a few amalgamations, maybe out in Bormean, things. It, it's probably really not, good it's look probably out. not Bormean at this stage. I think Dunsany probably needs to be looking at some sort of amalgamation. Who would they amalgamate stage? with, David? I don't really know. Is there either. anybody even near Dunsany? Or who joined them, I suppose, <laughs> is, is what the question should be. But have you any more uh, uh, for the podcast yourself? Um, Cork and Golf Classic coming up on June 8th in Raccoon. Yeah, fours all round. <laughs> Bore. Yeah, four and fours, yeah. Um, I'll definitely be a four, but... Uh, Are you uh, taking part in it yourself? Oh, Jesus, no, I hope not. Hope it won't come to that. A few years ago, uh, he's, he's a bit of a clubber, but just that kind of clubber, you know? My, my short game is excellent, but my long game just literally doesn't I, exist. So, I suppose that's it for this week's podcast. Probably an interesting podcast, a different <laughs> style podcast for this week. Um, we want to thank all our listeners. We want to, uh, just to remind you, uh, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, on all social media. Uh, follow me GAA and follow Glenvey Holmes and uh, we just like to say cheers well done to the Mead team today for uh, their win over Carlo and we look forward to a Leinster semi-final don't forget we are Mead why it matters more